If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This is actually making a, a fools of all of us. You know, all over the city of Chicago, George, there are signs on front yards and windows that say, hate has no home here. He turned those values upside down and inside out. That's Rahm Emanuel, the mayor of Chicago on uh, Good Morning America, and he's not happy with the whole Smollett thing. On a walkie-talkie, it sounds yeah, like. apparently calling in on his kid's walkie-talkie. <laughs> talking Out, to little, over. Maybe little George Stephanopoulos likes to play with walkie-talkie. <laughs> he looks like a child. That's uh, condescending. <laughs> certain of it that was heightism or something yeah um but anyway so what's the latest on the smollett thing well briefly there are a number of latests Uh, there are uh, people making noise from the white house to the state house to the uh, the mayor's uh, office there in chicago saying what the prosecutor ms foxix did Really bothers you that she spells her name. No, it with doesn't two bother X's. me in the least. I just choose to pronounce both X's. Okay. Um, she has decided the the sudden, unannounced, inexplicable decision to uh, drop all charges, expunge the record, wipe wipe the computers clean, etc., and all the high level contacts between Ms. Fox's office and uh, and various powerful people, including Michelle Obama's former chief of staff and movers and shakers in Chicago politics, it's obvious something incredibly hinky happened. Yeah, so and, I, I can't wait to see this play out. 
who this will be a good lesson for all of us. Who do you have to know to get this to happen for you if you ever get in trouble? Well, I mean, because he knew, he knew somebody, whether it was Jesse Jackson or I still don't get the Obamas wouldn't be into this unless somebody used. I don't know how this happened. Well, yeah, I don't know if the Obamas that are in it per se, but some of their people seem to be. Uh, I will tell you this. You're not going to get out of it like he did unless you are a powerful black man in Chicago. Chicago is so mobbed up. And it, are there any Chicagoans or or uh, Chicagolanders who would like to dispute that? He says, chuckling. Email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. It is absolutely a machine city. Now, Barack Obama himself has got to have some ideas or thoughts or guesses. Wouldn't you guess? Oh, yeah. Living in Chicago all those years? Oh, yeah. And his buddy Rahm Emanuel being the mayor, and David Axelrod still lives there, his campaign manager. Both of those guys hate this decision. Right. I'm sure Barack is curious as can be, unless he just knows already. But he's nobody's going to call him and talk to him about it because they don't want him to be. Right. You know, it's uh, what do you what do you call it? Protecting the the boss by keeping him out of the loop. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it's it's just absolutely mobbed up. And the other aspect of it that is just a hoot now is Jussie's lawyers having realized that his his performance in his uh, impromptu press conference I've told the truth through the entirety of this affair. My mama didn't raise a guy who would lie about this. Well, they realized there was not a single air-sucking homo sapien on Earth who bought that performance. So now they've pivoted to the Nigerian brothers donned whiteface and actually committed the crime. His friends, for some reason. It's hilarious. I like how unaware... Smollett is of the way people look at him because he's still walking out of various buildings with his aviator shades on looking all cool. He's he he has no look at him right there. That's him walking out of the building last night. That is that is not the look you want (laughs) if you want people to believe you. You look way too pompous. You have the you have the look of a guy's entitled and gets away with stuff. Right. It's like you dressed for the part of. I'm entitled rich guy. I can do whatever I want, and I get away with it. He is an actor. He, he has the walk. He has the sunglasses. He has the whole look. Yeah. So now the Department of Justice is looking at it. Like I said, you know, good luck getting any justice in Chicago. But Shouldn't he be going with the whole suit and tie and kind of head down sad and just... I'm just glad that that we now we know the racists are out there and we can find the true racists. You mean instead of the strutting, I've got my sunglasses on. I'm cool. I beat the system. No, well, it could just <laughs> be bad a bad idea, man. Ironic for a singer. He's a bit of a one note Johnny. They went for the we're t- totally innocent. We've been uh, we've been uh, exonerated and nobody bought it. But he doesn't know how. It to reminds react. me of when Jared Kushner showed up in Iraq and his Wayfarers. Don't don't dress like what people are saying you are. Right. Right. Don't help everybody along. Well, we'll see where this ends. Mm-hmm. There's old uh, Mrs. Uh, Ms. Foxix, I have a feeling, is completely done. Um, although, again, she's a mobster in a mobbed-up town, so we'll see. We'll see. Yahoo Finance, of all people. Um, Yahoo Finance does an okay job. As, as a news site, they're, they're wildly left. Yahoo! Exactly. Um. They have ranked the Democrat, uh, Democratic Party uh, would-be presidential candidates from most to least socialist. And uh, this appears not to be, this is just a question of, and they went over 
many, many months of speeches and positions and policy papers and the rest of it to figure out who is most free market and who wants the most government involvement in the economy. I'll be interested in hearing this. Well, not surprised. Don't base a man's entire career on a dead gum Yahoo commercial. We're, we're not, Coach. We're not. And pull your pants up. He's very fair-minded. <laughs> That's former 49ers coach Mike Singletary. Former Bears star. Please back to Chicago, Mike Singletary. He's, uh, yeah, he's all squinty and intense looking, so people assumed he could do anything. <laughs> Turns out not so much. But it's, it's a tough business he's in. And he seems to be a thoroughly it's decent a, fellow. A tough business. And, it, you know, you can't base a man's whole career on a dead gum Yahoo commercial. Anyway, the most socialist, clearly, uh, Bernie Sanders. Get out of here. By a significant chunk. I he, am a socialist. How many times have I got to say it? $27. I'm putting him high on the socialist scale. I have been saying it for 50 years. You are, too. I had him out in Moscow. If you didn't, I'd be angry. Do you need a study? (laughs) (laughs) Number two, Elizabeth Warren. Okay. Uh, She is going nowhere. She is done. Take it from me. And I'm rarely wrong about these things. I have a great charisma meter, and she has none. Forget it. Between the fake Indian thing and just she's done. She's also got that weird thing that exists in politics now when you're hot, you got to run then. Yeah, she was hot a couple of years back. It, it goes same happened with Chris Christie. I mean, it can ha- it goes so fast. Barack Obama knew when to get in. I'm going now. People are talking about me now. I'm going now. Right. I'm not going to wait a couple of years. Right. Uh, well, he's not ready. He hasn't accomplished much. He's shut up. Tried. I'm running for president. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, you know, not only that, but well, let's let's finish the rankings and we'll go back to it. Uh, on the next tier of uh, socialisty, you got Kamala Harris. Tulsi Gabbard, why am I even bothering? And Cory Booker, according to their statements. Then uh, a little more free markety capitalist, Kirsten Gillibrand, forget her, and Julian Castro. I haven't heard enough about him to know whether he has a chance. He's the one who wants reparations. He's a, he's a lot okay. of them do, but they want to be seen as wanting he's reparations. He's the one beating up Bernie for not being reparation-y enough. Yeah, but all of them know it'll never happen because it's insane. It's wildly unrealistic. But they want the the check box there for you know for the progressive left. We're getting more free markety now. Andrew Yang, Beto O'Rourke, and Amy Klobuchar, hmm. pretty fair markety, but not as f- or, or open markety. I haven't free heard. An, there's a name I haven't heard yet. Uh, next tier in second place. On free markety, uh, Pete Buttigieg, yeah, and yeah. Joe Biden. Buttigieg is so good. Yeah, more on so him in a good. minute. Oh yeah, he's just he he is the class of the of the whole thing. Yeah, so far that I've seen in terms of actual substance, thirty seven years old and and knowing the game. Yeah, playing the game well. And on your most free markety, your top tier, Jay Inslee. Who cares? John Hickenlooper, man, have we gotten some scathing stuff on him from people who live in Denver, saying they uh, Denver is rapidly becoming Seattle slash San Francisco. Needles, poop, bums, crime, property crime. Just uh, John Party Pooper. He also he hmm. was the one who took his mom to go see the X film, right? Oh, that's, yeah, that's right. right. Oh, he that's, watches that's, porn with his mom. He's done. <laughs> that's yeah. the yeah. end of that Play story. Yeah. You get out of here. <laughs> you watched. Porn with your mom. And then, I don't need to know what you think about immigration no. or tax policy. Irrelevant. 
place. And John <laughs> oh Delaney, who's who's going nowhere. So I would say if you use a, a, a combination of free market awareness, because anybody who's for government control of the economy is an idiot or a liar. Those are your two choices. <laughs> um, Biden and Buttigieg and Klobuchar. Combination of electability and and reasonable attitude. Those are your big three. I just was so shocked, still am, that Biden went as far as he did with the white men rape culture thing. He, I just I, I didn't think that's the way he was going to play it. So and again, I'm going out on a limb. I'm going out. I'm going against all the polls. But I hold me to this. Joe Biden doesn't have a chance. He's very bad at running for president. It's on the first blush, first look, he looks good. It's like a resume. Looks really nice. But during that first interview, you start thinking, wait a minute. And you bring him back for the second interview, you think, not only are we not going to hire him, I'm going to get a restraining order. Joe Biden is terrible at running for president. You know, He's got way too much baggage. I felt like you and others had been making too big a deal out of the whole him sniffing people's necks and stuff, but I watched a little of the video. Thank you. It's weird. Thank you. It's pretty weird. Thank you. Why are you sniffing that 16-year-old girl's hair? Oh, boy. What are you doing there? And, and finally, and we can go Stealing ahead. Stealing their essence. <laughs> I, I want to quote a little bit um, from this piece by young uh, firebrand Tiana Lowe. The Washington Examiner, the headline is, next to Buttigieg, Beto is a joke. Yeah, we got a clip from Buttigieg to play for you later. Just shows you how he is um, He's the class of the field. Did you know he's a former Navy lieutenant, served in Afghanistan? I didn't know that. Rhodes Scholar, speaks eight languages. Speak English! Eight languages? Show yeah, off. that's what he claims. Who speaks eight languages? Of course, he could say something as, I don't know, Turkish. This is my me. Italian? <laughs> What's the matter, you? <laughs> no way. Yeah. Interesting guy. Of course, that just means he's got a gift for speaking languages. I mean, I know brilliant musicians who can play any instrument they pick up. You don't want them to be a president. (laughs) You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, Mar- Marshall will have the latest in the uh, Jesse Smollett thing, where he is. He is now. His new story is: No, those two Nigerian guys attacked me in whiteface. Right? That's why I thought it was white guys that attacked me. Right! Which is an interesting new angle. Yeah, my two good buddies, who I pay for various stuff with checks, beat me down a tiny, tiny bit because of something. We're still working on it. (laughs) Well, we have another politician in the field, Jack. Breaking news, Florida Mayor Wayne Messam. Florida doesn't have a mayor. What's he the mayor of? Nobody knows. Announces his 2020 presidential bid. Okay, well, you know, it's it's easy for people to mock people they've never heard of. I don't know why people do that. 
Um, Because often the people you've heard of suck. There's that. (laughs) Uh, And then you get some new guy who I'd never heard Pete Buttigieg's name in my life. And I've been incredibly impressed with him. Right, right. You know, we've run into that in the radio business many, many times. We've been uh, privileged to be in, you know, the biggest markets in America. And it's great. And and we're grateful for it. But there's Because the show's fantastic. But that's... But there's an assumption sometimes that like only the, you know, the real talents only in the big markets. And that is so not true. There are plenty of just speaking our business, the business we know better than any other. There are plenty of unbelievably, unbelievably talented people all over the country. They're happy where they are, and right. they don't want to leave. Or, or yeah, or they had kids, and your kids don't want you don't want to move, and it's just that's all there is to it. They they really treasure being around their families, whatever. So yeah, yeah the, there could be or hate the idea of living in a city. Actually, you know, it's almost unquestionably true. The most qualified five thousand people. To be president of the United States will never run. Oh, no doubt about that. Yeah, so no, no doubt. About no, I'm that. not. I'm not uh, being cynical about uh, his honor, the mayor of Miramar, California, beautiful Miramar. Um, uh, you know, for all I know, he's a genius and, and and a patriot and the rest of it. He's a he's a Democrat, um, and and he's. He was born in 1974. Beyond that, <laughs> I, I and no no offense to his honor. I'm not going to waste any time figuring out who this guy is. Scientology, uh, Scientology now considers Tom Cruise a deity. We'll get to that later. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, and next to uh-huh. Buttigieg, Beto is a joke. We'll have that for you. Oh, that's a good one. It's uh, again the whole what the media gets excited about and all. It's just shut up, media. Oh, that reminds me. I really want to get to this. The U.S. is at a breaking point at the border, according to Customs and Border Protection. According to ICE, um, uh, according to the Border Guards Union, according to the National Guardsmen on the border. And what frustrates me so much in this whipped up political world we find ourselves in is you cannot discuss what's happening except through the lens of Trump and what you think of him and the and the border wall, the coast-to-coast border wall, which nobody's even asking for. You just you can't have an honest discussion. The number of people apprehended at the border is just astounding. We were going to talk about this later, but I'm whipped up. It's on pace to exceed 100,000 this month. This month. A- and there's been a massive influx of families seeking asylum. And finally, some Congress people are starting to talk about the fact that, yeah, during the Obama administration, we passed this law trying to protect young people from being exploited by the, the drug traffickers, saying that, yeah, if you're young and you show up looking for asylum, we immediately let you in. We turn you loose in the country. There will be no bottleneck there at the border, blah, blah, blah. And all these things are getting out of control. And Congress hasn't done diddly squat for the last 30 years about immigration because they're a collection of cowards and halfwits. And, and and it's at a breaking point. Uh, Customs, uh, Border Patrol, the whole apparatus there, Health and Human Services, everybody involved is saying, we have a fifth of the facilities we need to house all these children and all these young people and families and the rest of it. We're already drowning, and they're coming in like the dam is broken. And uh, But you couldn't get any attention for it because, oh, Trump is just faking it, talking about caravans and all. It's just to satisfy his base and justify his border wall. And I, can we, for the love of God, put all of that aside? And, and, well, it would be helpful if Congress would do anything. But 
Anyway, there you go. I went off. I intended to talk about something else. Where's Marshall? Is he okay? He hasn't come in. I assume he's going to talk about the big news stories of the day. What are you going to talk about, Marshall? Well, we've got the new twists in the Jesse Smollett case. We've got the, hey, maybe they attacked him in disguise, and a Tabasco sauce Oh, bottle. the Tabasco oh, yeah. bottle is yes. the key to it all. That's a good one. And a major update on the head transplant. <laughs> yes, now you got my attention, the head transplant. Joe and I have been following this so closely. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. And one of our pundits considered Hickenlooper a a top-tier candidate, right? And so we had that clip the other day where he's talking about watching porn with his mom, which to me seems disqualifying. You're done. Good night. (laughs) Goodbye. Hello. Never bring it up again. Weirdo. Yikes. Hello. Counseling, (laughs) please. Bye-bye. I'm telling you, Beto is a joke compared to the young mayor of South Bend, Indiana, Pete Buttigieg. We'll talk about this. More on that. that. Great, great little uh, article. More on that coming up right now. News with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump weighing in on this week's developments in the Jussie Smollett case. He tweeted this morning, FBI and DOJ, to review the outrageous case in Chicago. It is an embarrassment to our nation. Yeah. Now, Cook County authorities dismissed all 16 counts related to lying to police after Smollett performed a few hours of service at Jesse Jackson's Push Charities. At the behest of no one, in response to an imaginary judge or something... He just went there. It, you know, we got to be careful that people don't think, oh, so he had some sort of community service. He was sentenced to, you know, community service. No, right. no, he just went there as like a publicity stunt so that, that the crooked prosecutors could say, well, he's done uh, public service and uh, forfeited his bond, and so uh, we turned him loose. It's just this mobbed up. Uh, the day before she announced that, he worked in the gift shop at Jesse Jackson's place. Right, right. <laughs> And some community service that is anyway. Well, thanks for the help. Speaking for the community. Well, say, how much are the rainbow hats, the rainbow coalition hats? Eighteen ninety five. All right. Speaking for the community, you yeah. doing that at a place where the guy at the top has ended up rich. I'm very happy that you've served the community in that way. Cook County's rearranging the snow globes, make sure they're nice and nice and straight on the shelves there at the gift shop. Jesse That's Jackson's real, snow globes. Really serving the community. Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox was defending her action to go ahead and dismiss the charges. People who have nonviolent offenses and who have no violence in their background. And so I think when people see this one particular case, it feels like an outlier, where in fact it's consistent with how we treat people charged with similar offenses with the same background. Right, 16 class 4 felonies, low-level felonies granted, but uh, yeah, we don't make them plead. We don't have plea negotiations. We just suddenly end it and expunge the record and destroy all the police files. It's just, it's, it's the routine. Hey, Chelsea, check the t-shirts. Make sure there's only XLs <laughs> in the XL pile. You got it, boss. You know, it's funny. When I think gift shop, I sneak, think snow globe. That's the only place you ever see snow globes, yeah. gift shops. And that's a place you always see snow globes. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jesse's lawyer, Tina Glenn. It's a 100% overlap Venn <laughs> diagram. Places you see snow globes and gift shops. Tina Glandy. Endlessly amusing the snow globe. Oh, please. I'm sorry, Marshall. We keep interrupting. You shake it up. You watch it swirl. It's, it's amazing. 
Jesse's lawyer weighing in with her theory. She's saying it is very possible the Nigerian brothers did attack Smollett disguised to look white. Obviously, you can disguise that. You could put makeup on. Ah. There is actually, interestingly enough, a video. You You're know, right. I think police did minimal oh. investigation in this case. It was. It oh, took me oh, all of five oh. minutes to Google. You know, I was looking up oh. the brothers, and one of the first videos that showed up actually was one of the brothers in white face doing a Joker monologue uh, with white makeup on. And so it's not it's not implausible. Just very briefly, uh, Eddie, Eddie Johnson, police superintendent of Chicago, you guys did minimal investigation in this case, according to the lawyer. Just show, I thought you might want to make a mental note of that. And she was able to figure out things you couldn't figure out with just a quick Google search. Five so minutes. She's yeah. belittling your effort. And then Rahm Emanuel, I'd like to remind you that she said you're part of a racist cover-up of some sort. So you're a racist. Right. And the police chief's incompetent. Now, right. Now go to work. And it was the Nigerian brothers in whiteface. Okay, super. Has Harry Potter been questioned? It might have been him. Might have been a giant talking rabbit. We probably ought to eliminate that possibility. (laughs) And it is going around on the interweb that there were reports late February from CBS, among others, that a half-empty hot sauce bottle with a clear liquid in it was found near the scene of the alleged attacks. And sources said it smelled like bleach. No. That would corroborate what Smollett had said about having a liquid chemical poured on it. Well, yeah, we know. The Nigerian brothers, they did everything he said. It was all phony, yeah. Yeah, The bottle was not found, though, during early police evidence searches, but it was discovered later by a newspaper reporter. Hustles in my bag. Hustles in my bag. Hustles in my bag. Cynics think it was a plant because it would have been found by the police earlier on. Well, and it's not clear who had the bottle or whatever. Right. uh, I do appreciate hearing that old clip again, Michael. Well done. That was a couple of high NBA players going through the drive-thru. Freestyle rapping about wanting extra hot sauce at the Taco Bell. (laughs) My, My wife and I still say that anytime hot sauce comes up at the house. Extra. Hot sauce in my bag. Extra. Hot sauce in my bag. Extra. Two surgeons who want to eventually perform a human head transplant yes! say... Finally! As oh, soon as you got it down, let me know. I'd like a new one. Do I? <laughs> the one I got no, no, doesn't no. work so Wait, well. It doesn't work that way. What? You don't want a new head because then you're gone. You want to put your head on a different body. I don't know. Some days, Jack. Some days. <laughs> the surgeons say they are making progress. The doctors, mm. one from China, the other from Italy, published the results of their work on dogs and monkeys oh, in the journal. Oh, wow. They put a dog head on a monkey or vice versa? I'm not sure why you assume that. In the journal Surgical Neurology International, they say the animals were able to walk again after their spinal cords were cut in two and then put back together. Geez, that's some gruesome animal experiments right there. I say. Severing the spinal cord of a dog to test this? That's just, oh, And then sewing it back together and he can walk again? No, you didn't. I'm not cool with that. Well, let's put aside the fact, or let's not put aside the fact that all of this is fiction. Okay. That's... That makes me feel better. To bring yet another species into this, that's horse crap. (laughs) The surgeons arguing their success means it is time to start human trials. There you go. Good luck finding volunteers. Yes. So what we'd like to do is sever your spine. I'm out. Pardon me? <laughs> I don't know. I find me a good body. Yeah. Who's willing to have my head? Oh, I'm yeah. ready to Barbaric. go. Barbaric! If they give you, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's body. Some, body donor. Somebody that can reach their feet to fasten their snowboard. 
So, <laughs> so that's what I'm looking for. So something even a little below the, the Dwayne the Rock yeah. Johnson package. Just able to touch their feet. <laughs> it is opening day across Major League Baseball. All yes. 30 clubs in action. The Los Angeles Angels with their $430 million man Mike Trout will be at Oakland. Hey, well, batter, batter. While the World Series champion Red Sox close out the night in Seattle. That is your news. The I'm... Red Sox won the World Series last year. Yep. Again. Nobody knows. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips on the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I'd forgotten. I was so busy waiting for the Mueller report, I'd missed it. <laughs> I kept hearing it was coming out every day, so I, I felt like I couldn't watch baseball. <laughs> Did you know this, that Russia has sent troops to Venezuela? Military analyst Mike Lyons, always a fabulous guest, will join us to you, analyze. You send troops for a reason, right? Yes. Yes. And Trump was asked about it and said all options are on the table. So let's talk about that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I said, I promised, you know, I promised Jed that we'd go to the, the movie theater and see this, this new movie. You want to come? Uh, it's an X movie. I don't know. I, you know, I just, I was sure that she would say no. I made a mistake. And she said, I'd love to go. So I took my mother to see Deep Throat. Okay, that's pretty much all you need to know about John Hickenlooper. Well, unless you want to f- finish the story where he says they both sat there and watched the entire movie. Mom didn't want to go, so I stayed. We got a funny text about that. Maybe we'll get to that later, but uh, I don't think he is a top-tier candidate. He thought that story would be funny in front of a crowd. Nobody was laughing, by the way. Um, switching gears, Donald Trump said this yesterday... We're not considering anything, but all options are on the table. When he was asked about Russia sending troops to Venezuela, Trump said uh, Russia needs to get its troops out of Venezuela and all options are on the table. Whatever that means. Mike Lyons joins us. Mike is a CBS News military analyst, also a uh, retired member of our nation's armed services, a, an officer in good standing, etc., uh, to talk about uh, the troubles within our own hemisphere for once. Mike, welcome. How are you? Hey, guys. Great to be back with you. Thanks. It's, it's our pleasure. So all options are on the table. Uh, a full-scale invasion is not on the table. Yeah, probably not. I, you know, this is something the 82nd Airborne and some of our troops are obviously watching closely. But I don't think there's anything um, that we can do from a military perspective. As Russia implements this kind of incrementalism policy, they send 100 troops there and uh, under the guise of protecting their um, ambassadors and people that are there. It's kind of like the lone, you know, soldier theory that as long as I have 
one or two soldiers down there. If they get killed, then right. things will escalate very quickly. So, you know, it's good good from them to do that. And I think uh, the Trump, the president's got to say what he's got to say in order to, to try to combat it. How how provocative a move is it for Russia to send troops to Venezuela? Do you do you think? Yeah, it is pretty provocative because knowing full well that we would respond. You know, the Monroe Doctrine says that uh, foreign countries will not interfere in, in our hemisphere. So it's, um, you know, they've sent a plane there, uh, and it kind of touched down as a, as a bomber. It, it's all about the game that Vladimir Putin does play. And, and right now, our, our country can't figure out what to do with Russia. You know, you, you, I watched people this morning talk about Russia as this decrepit country, that it's, it's on the decline, we shouldn't be worried about them. Russia remains the only country in the world that could wake up and decide to obliterate the United States and thus obliterate the world as we would respond back to the only country that has this existential threat of nuclear capability that could kill us. Well, and they certainly have an enormous capacity for stirring up serious, serious trouble in Europe, if nowhere else. Mike Lyons is on the phone. We're talking about the Maduro government hanging on by its fingernails uh, in Venezuela um, as, uh, you know, the various geopolitical powers flex their muscles and try to figure out who's going to be in charge there. And the humanitarian crisis down there is just horrific, Mike, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, no, no electricity, water is down, no medical supplies. Um, you know, it's, it's going to get to a breaking point, you know what that means. Well, and, and there are already yeah. millions of refugees flooding all right. over the place. So. Yeah, and, and, you know, the, neither of those surrounding countries can really handle it. Um, and the world doesn't get involved with these things. We didn't get involved in Syria, and it's right in our own backyard. Um, but we've got a lot of things on our plate right now. The military really is pretty cast out right now, uh, all aspects of it. I mean, we're going to, you know, the Navy is, is doing what it can. You've got a Marine general gets a, a, a memo leaked, and he says that he's not uh, able to do this border mission. It's wasting his time, basically. And, you know, the, Mar- the Marines have the luxury of turning down missions. The Army won't have that luxury should should something happen. So, you know, the, the, the military is pretty tapped out right now. And if, if something does have to come, um, something's going to fall someplace else. Yeah, interesting. So we've got to make priorities. What should our priorities be, North Korea? Or what should our priority be? Yeah, I, I like close go out right now at this point. I, you know, that's a, that's a great question because... If this was 30 years ago, I'd say far and come in, you know, worry about North Korea, worry about Europe, worry about the things. But we've got a lot of problems right here in our own backyard, in our own hemisphere. Uh, The Mexican border remains a priority to try to get that security fixed. Venezuela, should that get moving, that's going to require resources. So, um, you know, the president's trying to do a lot. I I would focus in, in our hemisphere at this point. I wouldn't have said that 20 years ago, 30 years ago, because at that point you had um, different threats that were coming. We could deal strategically with North Korea. That can kind of wait. They're not an existential threat to us. Um, and and as same with the Chinese. And it looks like this trade deal is going to get done now. There's some things that they're going to talk about there. So, uh, again, close, close, close battle is what I'd be focused on. So as a military analyst, let's get back to Venezuela. Is there anything we could do militarily short of shooting guns at people um, just to put the squeeze on them even more? Any any option for the military? I mean, the only option is, you know, to surround them, I guess. I mean, there's no, you know, the military is, is a hammer here. There's no other way to get, uh, to get uh, you know, Madeira out, for example, unless we write them a big check or something. I, I don't know. I mean, what, but, but from, a, from a military perspective, no. Um, all we can do is try to project power, but you're dealing, again, with Vladimir Putin that knows full well that the United States will, won't go full all in on anything. So he, again, incrementalizes 100 troops there just as, you know, advisors, whatever. They, who knows? They probably are not even wearing uniforms. We wouldn't be able to find them if we, if we, ever, if we if we've, if we've got there. So um, just 
good leader, and this is what he does to try to you know work his side. I'd, I'd concentrate on the guys with Russian accents, but you know I'm not a military yeah. analyst. Mike Lyons, CBS News military analyst. Mike, uh, thank you very much for your time. We appreciate it. Great, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Ooh, it's just... Mike Lyons called Putin a good leader. You can't do that. What? Can't do that. Oh, stop it. No, not in the modern world. Oh, that's right. He compared him to Hitler or something like that. He said Hitler was a good leader. Uh, it's good to know when a POTUS says all options are on the table. Which options are not really on the table? Right. Just as we're thinking about what might happen. Uh, all, if all options are on the table, I say we get a couple of Nigerians, put them in whiteface, and have them go beat up Maduro. Because that's a thing that happens, if, I guess. If all options are on the table, you drop a thousand clowns on them. I mean, there's all <laughs> kinds of things. We're going to be a lawyer a long time if we're going with all the options that are on the table. Right. Um, I hate to give you whiplash, but back to watching porn with your mom. Oh, stop so it. One of, you you got to lead up to that. One of your most serious... Warn people. Hey, brace yourself. Presidential candidates, who we were told was top tier, told a stupid story in front of a crowd last week about watching porn with his mom. And the crowd all looked at him with his, their mouth open, and nobody laughed. Everybody's like... I think he thought he was telling a funny story and being kind How of real. How uncomfortable it was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of a regular guy. No, you come off as a complete weirdo. And your mom does too, by the way. Yeah, your mom's weird and raised a weird kid. What y'all did and every decision you made in the midst of this story is one nobody else would make, so you've just freaked me out, I think was the answer from everyone to I'll that story. I'll, I'll bet there are people that were going to donate money that pulled back based on that story. Uh, you know, your moneyed people. Yeah. Anyway, got this text. Referencing watching porn with your mom. Years ago, when my boys were still in high school, one of the Sex in the City movies came out with some uh, uh, with some other comedies at the same time. Me and the boys decided to go and see two movies that day. I didn't watch Sex in the City on TV, so wow. unless it was something somebody mentioned, I didn't really know how blue the show was. The movie versions are much dirtier than the TV version. Well, the TV version is damn dirty. There's plenty of dirty enough, yes, to watch with your mama. She said the movie version... Are, yeah. Uh, the movie version uh, was like R plus or X minus. I mean, these are dirty movies. I don't doubt it. Mm. We lasted maybe 40 minutes before it was just too sexual up on the screen, and I could not be there with my boys. We were all uncomfortable. We all just got up and left. We didn't say anything to each other. We just looked at each other, got up and left. That's the way you would handle that situation, probably. And somebody might make a quick joke, but then you'd just move on. Who's hungry? <laughs> no. I'll realize we've made a mistake. No, as you're sitting there watching hardcore porn, and you say to your mom, Mom, do you want to go? And she says, no. You just keep sitting there. You don't don't say, look, this is freaking me out. I'm going to the lobby. No, you just sit there and watch seriously explicit hardcore stuff with your mom. So Hickenlooper, running for president, his story was we went to see, and we knew it was porn walking in. We sat down, we watched it, we realized it was porn, we stayed the whole time. Right. With your mom. Right. Okay. Okay. That's weird. You're a weirdo. Well, he's done. Yes. He's done. We'll get to... Uh, I've him off. Buttigieg can take all of his money in votes because uh, we're going to be talking about that a little bit later, but yeah. Yes, indeed. The Randy Man. The Randy Man can. Rand Paul has a highly placed, highly reliable source, he says, that says John Brennan was pushing the discredited Steele dossier to anybody he could get to look at it. He was its record promoter. I got to admit, when I hear Lindsey Graham talking about it, now we're going to investigate, and I know a lot of people are excited about that because there might have been some stuff wrong 
some wrongdoing, but I just think, okay, more investigations, more hearings, more focusing on this. You know, I know. You're absolutely right. On the other hand, if you believe the new president might be a Russian agent, you have to look into it. You don't have to behave the way the media did and Adam Schiff show has and the rest of it, but you ought to look into it. And if you believe the FBI and the intelligence services of the United States are functioning as arms of a political party and engaging in character assassination, bugging, etc., without serious justification, you have to look into that. And I know what you mean. It's I can't believe it. It's exhausting, and we have you know some pretty big problems to solve. But you can't have the intelligence services going rogue, man. No, if, just because it might be they don't like somebody's politics, we're going to figure out a way to bring this person down. No, that doesn't. That that can't happen. Hey, Ted Cruz shaved his beard. No, no, no. He was on live earlier, and he had his beard on. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Must be old footage. Oh man. Ted Cruz still has his beard. Everybody, stand Keep down. Keep rocking the beard, Ted. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Keep Show. Beard. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.